It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is Time Enough Podcast. Let's get Tonight. meek. Let's get meek. inherit this earth. Let's go get this earth. Yeah. Yes, it is time enough podcast where we talk about episodes of the Twilight Zone and beyond. This is Matt here on the other end of the mic today is Marco. Hello. Sorry, I was just trying to compress your name. Meh. Just do oh. that. Meh. that. That's almost your catchphrase, it's right? Spelled M E H. Yeah, 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 yeah. Meh. 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 I think you gotta give a little little bit more of a that's throat singing. Now it's longer. Yeah. That's a that's a throat that's how we throat sing for Christmas, as today's episode would suggest. I don't think this episode has any throat singing. Sorry, I actually the face you made, I literally thought you were starting to take a dump like like your podcasting chair is also your toilet. No, I'm just adjusting myself for uh <laughs> for sitting down for 30 minutes. <clears throat> that, that's what the serious podcasters do. You know those guys that go you on. You mean like serious like S I R I I U S or like like the serious is in S E R I both. Oh, if, if, if you if you if you broadcast your series, it's actually in the contract that you must podcast from a poop chair. <laughs> <laughs> Good. But you know Good those dudes them. that do like the six hour long podcast, they, they gotta have that, right? I'm pretty they, sure that what they do is edit. <laughs> have you ever tried editing? What what's that? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. You're the one who edits. Right, right. This <laughs> Hey, I don't have to to edit sh- unless someone says that crap. Now I have to do an edit. Okay. Well, now you have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just put on a piece of music and then you go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's what you oh, do. Oh, oh, there you go. Yeah, it's like that's editing. Like, right, that's like the phone music. Like someone calls the business. No, no like the music that you insert of your music into all the podcasts you make. Oh, Remember? okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I usually wait until the end. Then that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, you don't put it in like while you're recording it. You put it in after. I like the idea in the middle of a podcast. Like I'm off to the can and then you just start playing like elevator music for like five minutes. <laughs> okay, anyway, we should move on to this episode, which is Night of the Meek. Um, yeah, it's Christmas. I'll get, yeah. I don't feel well, like we're very in the Christmas spirit considering this is Christmas. Yeah, sorry, folks. Um, I, It's kind of like as a, making a podcast. It's a little, little bit of a, a stumper it's like okay we're airing two months before christmas which i guess you know the stores are starting to put out their stuff although i guess but, halloween's not quite finished but but this is the thing unless society collapses this podcast will exist for a much longer period of time after you record it than than like during the time that it's current so hopefully you're hearing this around christmas time and i can yes. say give me your christmas Yes, hopefully you timed it so that you binged this podcast and it's Christmas now. 
anyway, that's a little bit of the bugaboo. I'm like, well, I, I every week next episode, I can't like skip one and sit on it until it's Christmas time. So here we are talking about yeah. it. I bet you could. Or now, will up Apple delist you if you do that? I don't know. The original air date was a little more Christmassy. It was uh, December 23rd, 1960, which blew my mind a little bit because I remember the 80s, like the Christmas specials would be like late November and early December. And then when it was actually Christmas, like they stopped showing Christmas shows or they show like Christmas when, reruns. They'd show yeah, this again, right? Well, they would, when it got to be actual Christmas, it was usually something like incredibly lame. Like here's, um, I don't know, some chorus singing in front of a store or something. Well, I'm talking about... I'm talking about scripted TV shows like, yeah, I mean, when, when we're growing up, they'd be like way before Christmas and the week of Christmas, it was back to normal episodes. I guess so. Maybe there was sort of an arms race. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Get earlier, earlier, get earlier. keep the Christmas spirit going for longer. But yeah, just this one's two days before Christmas, which makes sense. So I don't remember. It's sort of like this thing where when you're a kid, the uh, like peanut special and whatever were kind of special mm -hmm. yeah so to speak because but partly because those weren't series they were just one-offs yeah and but you then, would go looking like through the tv guide so wouldn't have snagged that one right but then certain shows would just do an episode not maybe not every christmas but most of them and then it turned into this thing where you're just like oh it's another one of these maybe it's good it probably isn't as good as the other one i mean i think I feel like the last one that I really liked was American Dad, but I mean, I, they probably have done a few since the last time I watched yeah. that show. <laughs> anyway, yeah, just I, when I was typing it, I was like thinking about like, you know, Christmas episode timing. This one being pretty perfect, but me remembering a lot of shows being relatively imperfect in that regard. If I you bet get really this weird, probably can... was. Sorry, go ahead. They'll, and they'll, they'll show the Saved by the Bell Christmas episodes in the middle of summer. It's great. Yeah, I never really watched that show. I don't get it. It's not. I mean, I'm sure they show other Christmas episodes in summer too, but that one in particular, like no one cares. They just put it on the TV so the, the preteens will shut up and watch it, right? Yeah, was that the one where the girl did drugs and then she was excited and scared? That's the only one I didn't know anything about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably the most famous one. But Christmas, anyway, right? Moving okay. along with this one, your Chris Kringle in script writer form was Rod Serling. Mm -hmm. uh, director Jack Smite moved on to helm some massive 70s films such as Airport 1975 and Midway, along with the wonderfully oddball Damnation Alley. Which has, have you seen the poster for that one? I feel like I have, but I've never seen the film. It's the one with the apocalyptic uh, death camper. Cool. Yeah, that's kind of like a kind of like a '70s megaforce, I guess. You know, that's the impression I get. But yeah, I have to do it for the sci-fi one. It looks pretty whack. Ooh, that is pretty cool. I know. Very I, orange. Yes. Well, that's the apocalypse. That's the color of apocalypse orange, like mm. burnt, burnt, burnt umber sort of. Yeah. Yeah, always with a lava. <laughs> yeah, you, I really thought I'd see a lot more lava than I have in my life. Yeah. I don't think I've yeah. seen any. Well, you haven't. Well, you've only been through like you weren't. You didn't live through that kind of an apocalypse. So, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen quicksand or lava. Like we haven't what? had the we haven't had the lavacalypse yet. Um, lavacalypse. Tr I mean, trademark that right now. <laughs> 
Art Carney is a legend of television. Of course, he was Jackie Gleason's chum Ed Norton on The Honeymooners, but he had plenty of guest spots as well in around 1960, as well as his own variety show. Later on, he'd make appearances in The Muppets Take Manhattan, The Last Action Hero, and his moment of triumph in the Star Wars Holiday Special. I think he was the guy trying to sell you stuff or sell Chewbacca's family stuff or whatever. You know, it's my dirty little secret. I've never seen the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, now you got to watch it. Yeah, that, that's your Christmas show. Excuse me. That's your, that, sorry. That's your Should life I watch day. watch it for... Halloween? No, you watch it for Life Day. <laughs> okay, when's that? <laughs> I don't know. You make is that Halloween like cool, Clor Clorbop the thirty hundred fifth. Yes. Well, uh, you do have to spend time on Chewbacca's homeworld, a uh, Kashyyyk, so you get that. Does he like take a person and crack them open and drink their guts? That would have for been Christmas special. for Life no, Day. No, the Jefferson <laughs> Starship just jams. Was it just in Solo that they made it canonical that Wookiees eat people, or is that like? I I did that feel like that's where. That? I don't know. I you know, there's so many novels I didn't read, so. I think they only put it in there because that was like a a remnant of the script that was good that they mostly get did away with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess the Wookiees were supposed to be like, like super more violent and stuff earlier on, but you know, there's just there's teddy bears, there Ewoks in the holiday special, basically, right? But uh, hmm. yeah. Do you think uh, that any of the, is there a hybrid? Do you think they've mated? What the who the, the Wookies and who the Ewoks? And the Ewoks. Oh yeah, sorry. No, they're on different planets. So it'd be difficult. I mean, but in Star Trek, there's all kinds of hybrids. Yeah, and there's there's a few on different planets. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. We I'm can have a, I'm googling be... it, and I don't see any. They'd be the size of a normal person, right? Uh, yeah. Maybe okay. that's how humans were born. Mm. Whoa. I don't know what you found, and I probably don't want to. I'm um, sorry, you're probably not done with trivia. <laughs> oh, I just got one guy. I got John Fielder, who played Mr. Dundee, not the crocodile version. Uh, as you said before we started, it's like, I know I recognize this guy from somewhere. Well, a few places you recognize him is Juror Number 2 and 12 Angry Men. He is the voice of Piglet in Ice in the Winnie the Pooh productions. Um, I think probably the earlier ones. I think they've changed all the well, he's dead now, isn't he? Da, 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 da. Yeah, he hasn't done the uh voice of Piglet at least since two thousand five. Okay. Well now um, Piglet's public domain, so anyone can be Piglet now. I'm Piglet. Okay. There you go. Um, I feel like maybe that I feel like I've seen this guy before. It might have been 12 Angry Men, or it might have been his role as uh, Emil Peterson, who is from the Bob Newhart show. That would be my guess if you've seen that. Yes. Okay. I have. Yeah. That would, that would, you would have caught their Christmas episode on, on like syndicated TV in the 80s, probably. So you may be able to tell from my uh, demeanor that I do really love Bob Newhart. I actually, I was looking at text and not your demeanor, so I don't know what you were doing. I mean, you could just guess. You could feel my aura through the, through the internet. How okay? Like, you love Newhart. How low it is. Low effort. Okay. Um, but cutting. Now, now you're looking at a a field of white. Uh, for Mark, this is your snowy holiday here. Yeah, I know. There was a field of white where it was it was TV in the nineteen. 16. Where did my TV go? 
Okay, uh, Mark, will you give us the prologue, please? Let me make it slightly more readable. There we go. Ho, ho, ho. This is Mr. Henry Corwin, normally unemployed, who once a year takes the lead role in the uniquely popular American institution, that of the department store Santa Claus. In a road company version of the night before Christmas. But in just a moment, Mr. Henry Corwin, Erstat's Santa Claus, will enter a strange kind of North Pole, which is one part the wondrous spirit of Christmas and one part the magic that can only be found in the Twilight Zone. I feel like you're padding time. <laughs> like, oh no, this one's going to be too short. Because what, what is there to say about Christmas, right? It is going to be too short. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why that, he was... that was not predetermined. I actually forgot to think of anything before I started reading the thing. So I just short circuited. Yeah, no, I just no, I just flew with it. Actually, here here's like a Santa fact. Claus. Now, now this podcast when I edit and render it, it it is under the file name the twilight zone but my mm-hmm. sci-fi podcast um it's still my the files i edit and render still say short circuit because i haven't bothered to change it for two years now <laughs> so every episode <laughs> is short circuit <laughs> oh god so when you heard looper or beneath the planet apes it, it was on my computer is short circuit <laughs> It's I mean, like I some, it somehow, like you're trying to manifest a new short circuit movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think maybe I am. That'd be that'd be fantastic. Now, the, of course, the movie that came to mind watching this was um. Well, here's the thing with this episode. I've probably seen it before. It, it's definitely you know it's the, it's one of those things you show around Christmas. And if you catch the Twilight Zone around Christmas, you're gonna see this or that um that special Rod Serling made like in what '66 or something. And I think there might be another Christmas episode in the zone, but I can't remember. But uh, we, I'm sure we've seen this, but it kind of just, you know, that that mid-December, like I said, they start showing the reruns and they just kind of like glaze on your eyeballs. So mm-hmm. um, I, mean, I vaguely remember this, but it's isn't there a Christmas movie where like like David Bowie's a Nazi or something? I was thinking of the movie Christmas Evil, which I think is like a guy who hallucinates that he's Santa Claus, but then he like kills a bunch of people. Okay. Anyway, this one felt like a really cleaned up, um, you know, bad Santa. Yeah, that too. I think like, like there's, there are part of why I said this will be a short episode is there's only really so much you can do with Santa Claus, especially if you're going to be uh, respectful to the institution of uh, capitalist Western Christmas. There's just, there just isn't that much. It's like, I I always like to do as a thought experiment, think of like what the most Twilight Zone possible version of this is. And even that would probably just be, oh, nothing actually really happened except the guy just like died and went into the, the void at the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the only way this could be more Twilight zone is like, the bag wasn't real and Santa wasn't real and magic isn't real. And he, and he left. He, he went into the ether. Uh, oh, he'd be frozen and dead in the snow. Which isn't the, yeah, it's not that different than what happened. 
Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> the, the, the difference is people got a bunch of free stuff. Yeah, you just needed that. No, no, I, even after that, you just needed the last shot of from Dead in Snow with a bag, right? Um, which That's true. Remember- <laughs> but no, but there's all this narration. There's all this stuff that happens when he's not there, which is like, that's the uh, the big like immersion break that isn't usually in Twilight Zone episodes where someone else is like basically not breaking the fourth wall, but like bending it a little to be like, Oh man, he uh, he gave me this brandy. It just came out of his bag. It was crazy. And then mm. you know, then it's real because the the show wouldn't show you someone if it was supposed to be ambiguous. They wouldn't show you someone saying he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't. But asking questions to a gift horse in the mouth, right? No, but that's why he's a likable protagonist. Who's like, there's some brandy. That's awesome, right? Well, this the big the biggest thing to me about this that makes that makes Santa Claus what is it? I didn't even put his actual name down. What was the character's name? It was like what was his name? Oh geez. His real name. The actor Santa Claus. I'm just gonna call him Santa Claus. No, the the character. Uh, Henry Corwin. You just said the name by Corwin because you read the prologue. Did I? So yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well the prologue went away, so then it left my memory. That's okay. I made a quick uh, rush to wiki to double check. <laughs> Corwin. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing that I, th- I would argue that the number one thing that makes Corwin a likable protagonist, and this is m- sort of unrealistic, but not entirely unrealistic, is that he didn't immediately just go into an alley and d- then pull a bunch of booze out of the bag and just drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. That's see, that's I'd what say, Billy Bob Thornton would do. Yeah, that's what a lot of people would do. A lot of people who genuinely do consider themselves generous would be like, uh, can't, you know, I'll give people stuff later. Right now, I gotta take a bunch of brandy out of this bag and drink all of it. But he didn't drink anything. <laughs> would it would have and, been more Twilight Zone if he, if he was giving brandy to all the children? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Kids are holding the bottles, like looking at it like, what? <laughs> And then he just just gets mad at them, like, shut up. That's good brandy. I, w- I wish I was drinking it, but I have to go beat Santa Claus. <laughs> little girl, man up and have a swig. You drink because I can't. I have to fly a sleigh. Um, but that's not going to stop him. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's going to yeah. live in the North Pole now. He's, he's going to have to, like, you know, double time on his, on his uh, consumption. But this is the big thing is that we we see Rod Serling's like humanist streak again, which is really kind of forward thinking because I don't know about you, but I really didn't start seeing people talk about this until maybe five to 10 years ago. I mean, in, of now in 20 in the 2020s, which is that a lot of people just drink because they're sad. Yeah, it's not because it's not because they're a crappy drunkard. It's because they're in a bad situation and they're sad so they drink a lot and if they just magically weren't sad anymore then they probably wouldn't drink so much <laughs> so you're assuming that that becoming santa claus has sobered him up possibly yeah i mean he okay. did look pretty drunk when he was flying off on that sleigh at the end but you know he probably still uh, unless he got some santa metabolism which i also believe was the case because remember when he was uh, being detained by the police and he's suddenly like well, I don't know. He suddenly became really articulate. And it was just like, I don't know. It seems like some kind of contraption. And I'm like, how? What? <laughs> like, he was talking 
just five minutes earlier, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? He's having his moment of clarity. He sobers up quick. They gave him a coffee. I think it, I think he got magical Santa metabolism. That's what I want to believe. Oh, okay. Like Captain America or something or Hulk or both. That's the other um, movie, more modern movie that came to mind, which is the Santa Claus. Not as much because I Mm. never watched it, but um, me neither. It's that's the general idea, except he's like a family man who like he does get the Santa metabolism where he starts to get fat because, you know, why is Art Carney even a mall? I guess that that must be like a really like Skid Row department store because they hired a drunk that doesn't look like Santa. I get the feeling that he just (laughs) like you, you are a Santa and you just keep doing Santa. It's like a thing where. I can't explain it. I don't know why he's like, he can't have been that bad the year before. Right. Maybe he's just know. been drinking the whole year between Christmases. Well, that's my, whole, well, yeah, probably that's my whole point with bad Santa. Right. Like how, how, I mean, Billy Bob Thornton was supposed to be working there for some time. Right. I forget. I, I don't remember movie in like 20 years. Yeah. It was yeah. pretty good, but I, I didn't ever really feel the need to rewatch it every year. I wonder. Don't come at age. me, please. I wonder uh, how that aged. I admit, probably my, fine. Yeah. Okay. It's so, probably like the last time I watched Anchorman, I was like, ah, it's fine. This episode does, as much as I talk about the Twilight Zone, kind of like jettisoning a lot of 50s TV, you know, because we have the sugar sweet ads at the end for other TV shows. This one mm-hmm. is a bit saccharine, you know? I mean, for a Twilight yeah. Zone, especially, it, it, it hues to more like conformities of that time of television than a twilight zone typically does maybe i mean this episode like ordinarily i would feel a little bit jaded about it but you probably couldn't you'd probably if rod serling was like he's gonna be dead at the end (laughs) they probably would have just been like no you don't get a christmas episode this year rod serling (laughs) you know like there's no way i mean it would be like to do like a, a subversive, like upsetting Christmas episode was probably like just completely impossible. Well, I, a few years ago when my, my daughter was uh, younger, she was watching like this Hello Kitty cartoon on TV, right? And I think it was mm-hmm. around Christmas time. It wasn't distinctly a Christmas episode, but she gets some candle and looks to it and sees nice memories and stuff. And she's outside like trying to find firewood or something and she just keeps getting obsessed by the the memories in the candle i was like this is gonna end with her dead and frozen in the street and then it ended with her dead and frozen in the street i was like what wasn't (laughs) didn't i read something like sorry go ahead you you did uh, it it turned out it was like based on like a a european folktale or something i just happened not to know so So it, it ends that way. It's, you know, it's like a grim, I don't know if it's a Grimm's tale, but it's, it's, it's that, you know, like it's a disturbing children's story and they made the kitty and they gave it a, pri- they didn't give it a Disney ending, I guess. So <laughs> isn't it something like hello kitty's original intention was to parody stuff that Japanese people were obsessed with. And it just turned into another thing that Japanese people were obsessed with. Um, Am I imagining that? Or is it might- like the cat isn't a person? It's a person with a cat suit on. Oh, like Hello Kitty is a person. That was that um one uh 1977 because they put whatever date the product was made in 1977. Uh, so hmm. so it's of your vintage that kitty. Huh. Okay. Maybe yeah. I'm the kitty. Maybe you're the kitty. No, they they said something like she's a British schoolgirl or something, and she's not a cat. But that doesn't make any cool. sense. 
So it was that's why she died. Honestly, I I think someone was getting hammered over at Sanrio, and you know maybe put out that (laughs) bit of bit of info just to rile up the folks. I mean, there's no Snoopy. Pretty much, yeah. Snoopy pretty much occupies the same space, and Snoopy was definitely not supposed to be star of 1950s Peanuts. Yeah, uh, Sanrio. You know they have lots of characters, so um. I, I don't know if Kitty, I don't think Kitty, Kitty could have been the first, I don't remember, but, you know, we have what, uh, I don't know if they make in the States, but like My Melody or uh, uh, things like that, there's like a moon and moon and star kids or something, so I don't know, there's a frog, <sighs> the frog I've seen in America, I don't remember his name, but, yeah. I went to, there's a, whatever, anime store out at um, <clears throat> North Point Mall that I went to the other day with friends of mine, and they added, like, a Gudetama that was just like lying down and you squeezed it and it was like, I'm tired. <laughs> and I almost bought it. It's like 30 bucks. I was just like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> you could also get like a $13,000 Snorlax. that was like the size of a huge person. Well, you would have found it in this bag of, of gifts probably for you. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Although, when he first goes in a bag, I was like, you know, the chances are that thing's going to be filled with dead rats and prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be like anything. It would be super fun to just like he just goes up to somebody who's like a secretly a psychopath. And he's just like, I want a knife. And he just takes the knife out and <laughs> robs everyone for the presence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is supposed to be like a raw part of town, even for, you know, yeah, right. They could have they could have tucked that in like it could have been the guy robs everyone and then runs out into the street and the car hits him and the episode just continues as if nothing happened. <laughs> People are just having small talk on the streets. Um, ah! Or or even worse, maybe the episode shifts to Dundee. Should we talk about Mr. Dundee? I was gonna say that there have been an awful lot of car accident, people getting hit by car because they ran out into the street in Twilight Zone so far. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead yes mr dundee i mean what he's, a jerk uh, yeah like another jerk boss is another twilight zone tradition right right he, he, he he's one of the more punchable ones like the guy in um willoughby you i guess you kind of want to scream back at him that's the point right whereas this guy you just want to like sucker punch yeah the the willoughby guy was sort of like i it's like i kind of he just seemed kind of pushy yeah, but, yeah. Uh, that's more the kind of thing where <laughs> that's more the kind of thing where if that's your boss, I feel like Willoughby the pressure was more for the guy to just keep his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this guy is just like what, this what, guy what? is also kind of he's, messing up a lot. He's too like, smug. Is that it? I I don't know. He's just honestly, he has a point. Like he's he's like you're too drunk to be Santa Claus. Get out of here. I mean, the, the part where the part where he goes over the edge is when he's like trying to make the police give him 10 years in prison where he's like, can you give him 10 years? Like that is um, way over the top, especially on Christmas. I mean, come on, dude. He should be like, um, can you give him 11 months? Be like, okay, can you just try and not hit his head in the, paddy wagon <laughs> can you try not can you try not tasing him i guess they have tasers in 1960 but 
I did make a note here, though, that uh, St. Nick up the river sounds like a fantastic upscale restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a riverside restaurant that only opens for Christmas. Right. And, and yes, that's it. That's a, Hey, that's something. Somebody can use that plan. Probably it would have to be like, yeah, some river space. It's maybe not too valuable, though. But, hey, you know, um, Percival Smithers. That... Sorry, go ahead. Isn't there still like a decaying, falling apart, like Christmas land somewhere in the mountains of North Georgia, or North Carolina or something like a theme uh, park? I think I've heard of this. Maybe. I know there's a Wizard of Oz one. I think it it's might be like the same place. Like they tried North to read. Carolina. Yeah, I think they might have re. I think it might be the same place. So, yeah, I think they let people go there once a year, but. But it is falling apart. It's not like a real thing anymore, right? It's not a functioning park. But yeah, they do let no. people go occasionally. Because that's when, well, it's not urban, but you know, the abandoned space sort of uh, exploration. Those are, that's a fun YouTube, YouTube rabbit hole to fall into. The, the Santa's weird... Land? Is that it? That sounds like it. Christmas yeah. Town. There's so many. There's a bunch that do exist. Oh, okay. I think this is the one that was, I think also the Wizard of Oz one. But yeah, just one of the weird little strange you can follow i guess so anyway you could build your saint nick up the river there <laughs> yes for sure i'm just gonna build a theme park that's only a tribute to this episode where a drunk man comes and pulls things out of a sack that you want <laughs> hey kid you want, sure. you want something from the sack <laughs> yeah there's like homeless people everywhere that's like for the every... show the show is that like a guy asks for a wacky thing and it comes out of the sack it's like wow so i wanted left-handed scissors and here they are since we're in such close proximity to this other episode would you prefer a most unusual camera or a most unusual back mm, let's say most unusual bag okay yeah the camera wasn't that useful i don't know if you watched that one yet or not but uh we'll just say <laughs> that for the sake of argument that i have uh, yeah a anyway just um <laughs> I, it's just one of those things where i notice like where rod uses kind of like the same phrase like two weeks in a row because this one they mentioned it to a most unusual bag so uh <laughs> what was oh there was a, a, several weeks ago the line the phrase mortal combat was in like two episodes so you know it's just like that's what's on your, that's just like what's on your mind at the time i get it uh they didn't have Blu-rays to pour over at that time, so people wouldn't have noticed as much. But <laughs> Johnny Cage, a man who will soon finish that. God, <laughs> uh, so I could, yeah, go ahead. I couldn't have gotten as far as Johnny Cage, so yeah, you can give what? yourself one point. Johnny Cage is like ran. It's always random. Yeah. So I, I don't remember sub. I just remember Sub Zero. That's all I remember from Mortal Kombat. I like learned two or three moves of Sub Zeros and almost nothing of anyone else. That's because that's the only name people remember. There's too much homework. Yeah, Scorpion. He's the guy who goes, too. "Come here." It's been 25 years since I even tried to play Mortal Kombat. So yeah, the new ones <laughs> are really good, and they've turned the fatalities into this thing where like they're like absurdly completely insanely violent you see like the insides of x-rays and stuff to the <laughs> point where all the developers who made the recent one like like gave a bunch of interviews to an expose about how they were all like traumatized and nightmares that's cool <laughs> so yeah you should play it it's good people suffered <laughs> um 
So anyway, Percival Smithers, that was that was fun. Oh, that stood that out. That was some sure. very effective comedy. Yeah, yeah. So I I do wonder if The Simpsons was referencing this in a way because I can't think of too many other Smithers. I don't think it was just like a really tight. I don't know the that kid and his mom were just really effective tight comedy i don't know else to put it well you can't have a on-screen santa without having a few horrible children and he said he wanted a new front name i had to look up what front name was because i've never heard that term before first name yeah okay i guess you just said front name sometimes when you're uh in the north in the 60s he's like seven he isn't always talking about (laughs) you think that he do you think he messed up the line (laughs) It's like maybe. Look, you're supposed to say first name. Yeah, don't worry about it. Nobody will notice. But we got to get this done fast. In fact, we're shooting this on video. This is uh, get out of here, kid. Here's your thirty cents. Yeah, get lost. I think maybe last week. uh, Again, I record these slightly out of order, so I haven't recorded last week yet. But um, this is one of the six notorious episodes on video. Um videotaped did that stand out to you um it did look a little uh cheap i don't know i i sort of thought maybe that was just a season two thing but yeah it is a season two thing for six episodes interesting they just they thought they could save money by um shooting it on videotape instead and um they didn't save as much as they thought and they looked terrible. So the experiment ended, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and I for sure I'm watching it on a higher resolution. Like, and Exactly. And, it's like on a sixties, you know, when you still have to degouge your screen, you know, maybe it doesn't mm-hmm. matter, but yeah, now you can definitely, you're watching the Blu-rays, you can tell anyway, in chronological watching time for me, this is the first videotape episode I watched and it, it did stand out. And last night I started watching um, The Lateness of the Hour, which I think airs before this. But um, yeah, that one too. Um, although I did notice like somehow since it is on video, like the movement seems more modern in a weird way. The quality is definitely crappier, but the way they move is some, is, I guess we're more used to seeing that kind of movement on you know more recent television. So Maybe. Uh, maybe we've seen a lot more stuff that's shot on vi- video. Oh, yeah, there's the 80s, every 80s sitcom, right? So I guess that's kind of jarring where they the movement looks like a little more like something like that, right? Which is, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a subtle thing, right? But I just thought I should bring it up since we're now on the notorious videotaped episodes. I did so, not know that. Several of them being quite good. I mean, this one's not bad, right? It's just, no. like I said, it's just, it's just, it's just a, a bit of cotton candy, really. So... <laughs> Um, yeah if you're gonna cut corners probably good to do it with the one where you're not gonna like make anybody dead (laughs) (laughs) so in this episode who went into the twilight zone percival smithers nah just kidding it was santa claus real santa claus you mean mr corwin mr corwin the real santa claus now i think i think this one could be the twinkle zone now twinkle zone yeah yeah maybe um what about dundee got the nice bottle of liquor that he requested right the vintage bottle i'm gonna say that dundee would enter the twilight zone if he noticed that corwin was gone and wondered why he was gone after this but i don't think that's going to happen he really doesn't care he's uh, i don't think he cares i think he cares more about the brandy than he is 
Yeah, I think he cares more about the brandy, free brandy, than he does about Corwin's life. Look like pretty nice brandy. So um, I guess let's start with uh, two questions, and I'll, I'll split that second question to like A and B. The first one is, uh, did, did Mr. Henry Corwin deserve his trip into the Twinkle Zone? I'm going to say yes. However, you notice that the elf was like, we got to get going. We got a lot of work. We got a lot oh, of yes. hard work. A yes, year of hard a, work. She seemed a little bit. It, she was the Twilight Zone, wasn't she? I was like, something. She's she's not telling them something. Like he's noticed that to the toy bench. The thing that makes him happy is giving people stuff. He doesn't have to do anything to give people stuff. The bag just makes it. So what are they going to work on? Yes, but he Boys. left the bag, didn't he? Didn't you? Didn't it show the bag at the end? He's got a whole North Pole now. Do you think he has to go make another bag? It takes a year to make a bag. Whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and say probably he's probably in a better place and he probably deserves it because he's okay. a really articulate drunk who cares about people. But now I'm not quite sure because that elf, I, I, I did mean to bring that up a little earlier. Something was a little off about her. So, yeah. Oh man, uh, what if he's just what if he just went to hell like a bunch of the other protagonists we've had in this show? <laughs> he just he just went to uh, uh, whatever a nice place to visit. Oh, uh, you thought? Like, what giving, am I doing in this casino? You gave away too many things. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, well, you know, listen to these in order, kids. Should should dundee mr dundee have gotten a bit more of the twilight zone in his life maybe he deserves to get you know kicked in the head a few times i think he deserves for the brandy not to be good <laughs> that's his twilight so he takes a sip and he's like tastes like gasoline uh this doesn't taste like what what was it like a specific year he's like this doesn't taste like 1935 brandy this tastes like 1940 brandy this is pathetic and then you know he's just upset for the entire rest of the season hey this is just uh. I got it, <laughs> <laughs> it just turns back into a tin can at midnight yeah uh, yeah it's like this is a soup i didn't want soup we could have punched up this episode man <laughs> yeah well yeah but it would nobody would have i'm just making a pretty safe assumption that like you couldn't get anything more like risky than this on TV during Christmas about Christmas. And I bet it was probably easier to do something weird with Christmas, like 50 years earlier is at this point, it was probably like, yeah, you know, we watched Co that Coca-Cola Coca-Cola Santa was, you know, yeah. What oral hygiene. Yeah. We, we did that one from what? 1904, which had a, mm -hmm. another drunken Santa. Yeah. But, but it was, honestly like more gritty and realistic than this was yeah yeah because it had all that like yeah that but like it's strife and stuff I, I know i said this last time we did kind of a nice episode i think it was mr beavis but it's like i think it's kind of nice when rod serling is just like you know just enjoy this nice person having good things happening to them it's just like rain up next week that's part yeah of course it's like that's part of the thing is that i think it's not only that he's sort of just proving that he's generally a nice person but also that you can't 
always have everything messed up and everyone die or else you're just going to expect it and then it's boring true true Um, both of those things are true let's throw this on to the tripometer then zero to five i'll give this a 2.9 that's okay i was thinking low i was gonna get well actually i I wanted to just give it a ho 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 but um really i'm I'm thinking 1.5 because i'm like christmas lights are trippy but this is in black and white i don't feel like there's much trip here but you have you have at least a point more than me so well you have a bag that that is generating items based on the whims of people in front of the bag and then a man just goes and leaves he just leaves in a flying sleigh with reindeer that's pretty trippy i mean you could say you could say, oh, I've seen that a hundred times before, and you have. <laughs> However, that's it's trippy. trippy. It's trippy given that this is the premise that, that this doesn't exist in this world, and that it does. Okay, then I should, guess I should, you know, get right. snarky get. And, and back and back into my ho-ho-ho rating. You should go ho, lower. Go lower, make it 1.2 now. It's ho-ho-ho. Ho-ho-ho? That's my, that, that's my meter rating for this one. Okay. Which I thought about giving it a 2.5 because Christmas is 25th, yeah. but I thought that was pretty lame, so I just decided okay. to 2.9. <laughs> well, you said that I should also lower the numeric score and, and ho, 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 and numerology-wise has three zeros in it, so. Okay. So I lo- in a way, I lowered it as well. Hmm. In binary, it's <laughs> probably like six or something, but I don't know. Oh, yeah, 666. Six, six. That, that was a different episode. That was the Howling Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have I'm sure you have people who feel differently, but I prefer to disagree with scores just because that feels more genuine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If we just say, Oh yeah, I'm thinking exactly what you did, there's not much to talk about, is there? <laughs> yeah, I'm coming at it from the perspective of that oh Santa exists in a world where he doesn't exist, and then I'm sure you could look at this like, oh, of course Santa exists. Santa. Yeah. So since this is a uh, Christmas episode, I guess I should ask you what you're doing for Halloween. Oh, I'm gonna. I have an inflatable dinosaur costume. How big? How much space does that take up? I don't know. Too much, probably. Okay. I, I haven't I used it yet. I I need to get on the Amazon or just reuse a costume. But uh, at the moment, the yen's so weak, and I have an American credit card. Like I think I told you before, like everything's like forty percent mm-hmm. off, so I can. I should it's be like a magic like bag. A it's like, it's it like a, a magic like a bag magic that bag, generates except, money. Except you only get, except you only get like forty percent of 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 it, right? Well, I mean, to be fair, the bag in the episode mostly was just making like scarves. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty low rent bag, I guess, when you get right down to it. Like, yeah, it's almost like they didn't have enough props money in the props department to be like i would like a gold pair of spectacles they are already shooting on videotape on on sets they've used before so i guess there's that yeah (laughs) i would like 10 meters of film absolutely not the bag cannot make that (laughs) no the bag could not make that this is on videotape (laughs) um this is time enough podcast we're at time enough pod on twitter and facebook you can talk to us say weird things to us if you want to 
Um, we do a bunch of podcasts on Patreon under the umbrella of Podcastio Podcastius. You can support this one, keep the lights on for a dollar a month or something like that. We also talk about sci-fi films at Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. And we mentioned oral hygiene. And there are some ones about video games for you gamers. Pokemon, Monster Hunter, um, screaming at each other about games. Yeah, Screaming at each other. About games. Just like you do at Christmas about games. I'd also like to say shout out to Woody Trend, president of my fan club. Shout send, it. send him send him money through an envelope to get us to get a signed eight by a ten. No, you just became incoherent. I, I'm not even sure. What you're no, you're about. not in. You're not in on the joke. Okay, cool. Left out. Left for out Christmas. for Christmas. Ho ho ho. Mm-hmm.